Hello and welcome to More Than Learning, the podcast from 5app. In this episode, we hear again from Steve Thompson, former Senior Director, Learning and Talent Development at Greystar. Steve is now working with the team at 5app and using his experience and understanding to help think and craft effective learning delivery. It's not just a simple channel issue though. Knowing your organised expectations, principles and approaches is key to making any delivery successful. In this episode and next, we're going to cover the challenging issue of off-the-shelf learning or building your own from scratch. I wanted to know from Steve, when is off-the-shelf content combined with an engaging platform the solution for building a self-directed learning culture? I think the, the answer to that is is both. Um, if And that, that's not a case of you know having the, the luxury to do both. I think it's a necessity to do both. Um, but it also depends at what stage your organization is at from a learning maturity perspective. So if I take my last organization as an example, Greystar, um, a growing, rapidly growing organization, European operation, uh, increased um, hiring, expansion, so on and so forth. And then the, the need or the recognition that well, we, we need to start taking learning and development seriously now. You know, we, we, we need a proposition, we need a, we need a function, and, and we need a, to build a learning culture. So when you're faced with high business pressures to, to build and deliver on um, a learning proposition, but you've got limited budget, you've got limited resource, your only option is to start looking at, at those content providers, the, the off-the-shelf off the um, provisions. Um, and that's exactly the, the situation I found myself in, which is you know, how, how are we going to, um, to build this? How am I going to get the, the required learning to the right people at the point of need? Um, and that was the critical question that, that, that I was trying to answer. Um, so for me, building a self-directed learning culture was, was front and centre, um, but working out the vehicle to get there. So my first point of call was to, to look at the, those providers out in the marketplace. You know, who, who are these people that, that have that this content that is a lift and shift? How can we do it seamlessly? How can we do it that it's not not disruptive, that we're not bringing in another platform for people to, to learn and different logins and all this kind of thing. And that's where, where I, I personally stumbled across Hemsey Fraser's content that, that's driven through five apps, um, amazing platform. So having off the shelf content was invaluable to me. Um, because I had, a two, two partners that I could work very closely with that understood the journey that, that we were on, um, and had amazing content that spoke to the needs the initial needs that that we had across the the organization so rapidly growing organization you've got um rapid promotion so you've got people that suddenly leading people when they've never had prior, prior experience um implementing performance processes performance reviews um and notwithstanding you've got the need for health and safety training compliance training so on and so forth so for, for me, having off the shelf content at that point was critical. And like I say, working with the likes of, of five app and, and the platform that they provide could be implemented seamlessly uh, with a single sign on functionality. It 
has that and it's a cliche now it really is but that netflix kind of aesthetic intuitive way about it you know there's absolutely no training that was required we just launched it um got the engagement but that was the starting point for for me that was the starting or the foundations for starting to build a a learning proposition and having content that was relevant but also at accessible at point of need so objective number one was was achieved really by getting that off-the-shelf content so steve's use of off-the-shelf content was part of his overall design i wanted to know how he tailored this content to get the best impact on skill development and employee engagement like like i was saying there's many positives around um getting or buying into that whole off-the-shelf content but it, it is against that framework of um, where is your organization at or is where, where is your learning learning maturity? So, you know, that allowed us that that speed for, for launch, speed for getting content out, out to people. Um, but with every pro, the, the, there is a con. Um, and as as we started to scale, as as the learning culture started to embed itself, you then get that new challenge which is well how do we constantly keep learners in, engaged because we've, we've got this off-the-shelf content um and it and it's serving a purpose but we were then regurgitating the, the the same content the other overlay here the other challenge and this i think applies to all organizations not necessarily a rapidly growing organization but but the needs are changing. The, the the skills and the the knowledge capabilities are are changing. And from my experience, off the shelf training or you know content doesn't tick each of those boxes. And that's where we then started to look internally at the significant talent and experience that that we had across the organisation, those subject matter experts, and start leaning into that with a view to building our own content which we we gave it or came up with its own own internal brand um so any content that we created intern internally we branded as graced our original content so content created by us for us and it's the most consumed content that that we had but the the element before that is really understanding what those needs in the business are what are those skill gaps? What are the knowledge gaps? What are the technical gaps um, that the pressure points are for the business that you then need to find and define, create, curate content for? And our first piece of internal content that we created, bizarrely, was around Excel. Um, many off-the-shelf content for that and many um, options for off-the-shelf content for that through Microsoft and what have you but we wanted bite-sized little component parts those little nuggets of how to do certain functions because people didn't want to go through a or sit through a half-hour module or uh, even a 10-minute module so we had an amazing uh, talented Excel guru sat within our business everybody knew and it just so happened he was the go-to person when people had a, a question for excel so what we did we we got him to do a whole series of of tutorials um on the most common requests he was getting and 
the speed that that content was consumed and people were pinning it, you know, as a favorite, as a go to um, was incredible. And that was then when we started to, to pivot. So we had this foundation, real solid foundation of off the shelf content around leadership, management, you know, managing others, leading others, personal, professional development, assertiveness, but also the, the DEI um, components and well-being content in their whole raft. But where we started leaning to and really see our learning engagement increase was when we started creating that internal in our in our um, situation, graced our original content because then it opened up, you know, it really did. Recognising there are a few caveats, of course, I wanted to know how Steve went about choosing the right off-the-shelf content. Yeah, I mean, how how you navigate um, a saturated content provider market, um, it is a challenge. Um, for, for me, my starting point was to really understand the demographic of my organisation um, and the kind of content that w- would appeal would again engage the kind of content that they would open and gravitate towards so it felt like it was something um or rather it wasn't something that was being done to them um, um it's a bit like compliance training you know uh, cynically speaking you know we kind of get through it as quickly as we can to answer it um but from uh, a choosing an identification perspective yeah the the aesthetic um the the duration of the content, how accessible it is, and in multimedia types also, um, was really important to me. But it goes hand in hand. Having great content is one thing, but having having that seamless, uh, simple platform to push it through, to house it in and push it through, is is so important. And and for me, I think that that was the game changer, and that's why working with 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 five app and and the, uh, the the learning platform that they provide it just allowed us that speed to market so co- choosing that content um provider is really important for, but for me it's around understanding your de- demographic understanding th- those learning needs those organizational needs that this content is looking to address but then really thinking about well how can i audience that is this content available to everybody do I have a, a platform that will allow me to put that into specific categories or playlists? And then can I parachute it or target it to particular audiences? Um, so looking at providers that, that really want to work with you, want to really understand your business and your challenges rather than just certainly you know, the, the next best thing. The other element for, for consideration is fancy isn't always the best and that's one thing and, and I'm sure we'll we'll touch on on it in a moment but when you start creating your own internal content um having really polished professional content is is critical to support your learning brand your in le- in your in-house learning brand because your 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 currency that you're trading is engagement um, what what you're looking to get as a as a learning function is not only to fulfil those learning needs and address those career development pathway challenges, the you know get really great onboarding, but to achieve that you've got to get learners engaged with what it is that that you're putting out there, and 
if I think about some of the content I've viewed on on YouTube as an avid um, amateur photographer to learn things like Lightroom and what have you, some of the most valuable content hasn't never been the really polished stuff you know it's just some guy you know or girl whoever just getting on it on the uh on the tutorial but it's the information so again looking at the content great aesthetic but look at the messaging look how clear it is and that variety of media as well um because it, it can have a massive massive and it does have a massive impact um on that learner experience I love Steve's view that you need to provide polished content, but it's just as important to make use of in-house and alternative sources. Whether you choose in-house, off-the-shelf content, or a mix of both, it depends on where you are at in terms of learning maturity. It's vital that you pick a user-friendly platform that allows your L&D team to quickly manage and upload content. It's often sensible to launch your platform with high-quality, off-the-shelf content to get the ball rolling and to create and upload additional in-house material when you're up and running. This is where the team at 5up can help. With an experienced team, they can help you work out what the best solution will be for you. Working with you to understand your learning and digital maturity, they'll help to make sure anything you produce is right for your business. Make sure to listen in next time when we'll be exploring in-house content and more on the next episode of More Than Learning.